to the ring side brand. This episode is scheduled for one fall. Making his way to the ring, now residing in the Quad City. His wife says he's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. He's slim, trim, and a little round. He is Dave in the QC. And his tag team partner. From Rochester, New York, weighing in at a very tight 185 pounds. He's the proof that ball is beautiful. He's the man with the magical voice. This is RJ. Do you struggle to find the time and energy to consistently eat healthy? You're not alone. And there is a solution. Introducing Factor, the all-in-one meal delivery service that preps, cooks, and delivers fresh, never frozen, fully prepared meals directly to your door weekly. With Factor, every meal is designed by dietitians and handcrafted by world-class chefs, keeping your taste buds happy and your waistline trim. You must be asking yourself, what's more? The menu changes every week, so you never lose interest in eating healthy. Right now, Factor is offering Ringside Rant listeners $50 off their first two weeks. Just go to factor75.com, pick your meals, and use the promo code PODCAST50 at checkout to claim this limited-time offer. That's Factor75.com and promo code PODCAST50. Sitting on 7-14. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time. And it's Henry Aaron. The fireworks are going. Henry Aaron is coming around third. His teammates are at home plate. And listen to this crowd. This sellout crowd is 
Welcome back to the Ringside Rant. He is the one, the only. He is Dave in the QC. I'm RJ. Dave, what's up, man? Another great day, RJ. How's it going, buddy? Oh, fantastic. I actually sound a little bit better. No, I didn't get any surgery on my wonderful voice. I actually uh, upgraded some of my equipment, or all of my equipment, I should say. I uh, got myself a nice, sweet water microphone. Uh, so hopefully, the luscious voice that uh, is mine is uh, coming out nice and clear now. Uh, lucky you, I guess. Maybe it'll sound a lot better. Can't get any better than that. We're already can't. No, hey, no. you can't get more perfect than perfect, right? That that Yankee accent kind of gross. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, you're more you're more north. Well, you're Midwest, anyways, but you're from the south. Whatever. I'm Southern boy. I just happen to reside in the Midwest at this point in time. Well, that too. Uh, we we. Uh, we, we, we know too many people in the South, so we can't really, you know, can't throw slack at it. But uh, so I'm not quite as bad as old Jay-Z Flair, but I don't I have I, I have my Southern drawl times. Well, but yeah, but then you go to with like a Pondwater Dave and it's like I pop in accent. Yeah, that's I mean, that's from the South. You get and it, it just depends. There's some people even being from the South. People that live, you know, I remember growing up, guy that lived five miles from me. Mm-hmm. And he was from a town in Virginia called South Boston. Talk like that. That's so, so like Jay Z. No, uh, no, he talked like <laughs> Boomhauer on oh, oh, King of the Hill. Oh, even worse. And I mean, and that's legit. And it's that's just how some people talk. But hey, whatever you, works. You, you learn to you learn to understand it real quick down there. <laughs> Hey, whatever works for you, like I said, but, but yeah, so we've gotten uh, a lot of great feedback. We got to thank, uh, thank everybody that's downloaded the last few weeks. Uh, numbers, you know, I'm not one for you know, go off of the numbers quite a bit, but a lot of people are tuning in and listening every week, the last couple episodes. Uh, I can't take all the credit. Obviously it's for my fellow big, bald, beautiful brother over there. Obviously, coming in with this new format also helps a little bit too. So, <laughs> that bald, that bald dude with Taylor Swift, the chubby bald dude with Taylor Swift. You know, as soon as I put that, as soon as we talked about that, I'm like, we're kind of both a little chubby. So, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, it'll be interesting to see who they think is a chubby one after you listen to this week's episode or this past, or last week's episode as we're you know as we're as we're well, recording. They they'll get they'll understand it. We started talking about the my old Twitter name. Oh well, yeah. So they'll I mean, figure they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah, the, the plus size model. <laughs> still, still got to work on that shirt, man. I still got to work on that. <laughs> one, one of these, one of the, one of these days when I actually have free time, I'll have Doug Halliday draw something up, and we'll uh, we'll get it going. Well, that being said, obviously we don't want to you know start off on a bad a, a bad note, but today as we're recording on on Friday, uh, lat this Friday the twenty second. This is coming out on the 29th, twenty uh, second of uh, January. We lost a Hall of Famer, one of the good guys in the baseball world. Hank Aaron passed away at the age of eighty six. You know, we just heard from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Vin Scully, that seven hundred fifteenth home run call 
probably I there's not very many other baseball calls that are better than that. And you, in, you, in my you book, always, anyways, you always think about it too. Obviously, I wasn't alive then, but I know all of it too well and can re relive it now. Just thinking about it with the two guys running out onto the field, congratulating him, and everybody was so worried that somebody was going to do something bad to Hank Aaron that night. And he had so many threats on his life for breaking Babe Ruth's record. And it was awesome seeing the two guys go out there and congratulate him. I mean, nowadays those guys would get just absolutely mauled by security or something like that. But I mean, that, that's a great point in time to have and a great memory for all those people that were there and, and something to see as young kids growing up, like we got to do. Yeah. Not nowadays. They wouldn't even make it to where, where those two guys made basically ran basically from second all the way home with him as soon as when he hit that homer uh, against the Dodgers he I was listening to Dan Patrick this morning when I was driving around for work and they played the interview that they did with him uh, a couple months ago uh, and I didn't realize how much he actually went through until until we we heard it growing up in Alabama definitely a different time than it is today just transcending the uh, sport of professional baseball he was one of the last uh, players in the major leagues from that that started in the negro leagues just transcended everything and and yeah we had that we have today a lot of people they know Hank Aaron as the home run king before Barry Bonds obviously but but yeah but what a lot of people I don't think realize is how just how great he really was. He's also the RBI king and the the runs king. And you look at all his stats. I mean, they're they're crazy. Yeah. So it's it's not just home runs. Well, you know, he he wasn't a, just a home run hitter and nothing else. Well, just to put it into perspective, as of today, the twenty second of January. Obviously, there's no baseball going on, but as of today. He still remains number one in the majors for total bases with 6,856. Runs batted in at 2,297. Number two for in, or excuse me, number two for uh, at bats of 12,364 behind only behind Pete Rose. Uh, number three for hits, 3,700 behind Rose and Cobb. And he won the National League's single season home run uh, title four times. Keep in mind, you see how baseball players are built nowadays. Hank Aaron was 185 pounds at his heaviest. It goes to show you that in this time frame that he played 70s, 60s, you had to become an expert at hitting. And he didn't have the performance-enhancing shit that they use now. Exactly. And I, I think it was Reggie Jackson. I saw him on the MLB Network talking about him. And he said, I'm paraphrasing, forgive me if it's not an exact quote, but he basically said that Hank Aaron had the bat, the barrel, that seeked out the baseball. Every time he swung it, he hit it. It goes to show you when you get guys like a Reggie Jackson, who's probably one of the, better hitters of all time 
home run king or home, one of the home run kings. You go back to the, the series where he had three home runs in the game for the Yankees. But with Hank Aaron, it's just you don't – I employ everybody listening to this right now. Go over, throw him in the Google machine, check him out, and just read what he did for this game. And if you're a baseball fan, if you're a sports fan in general, you appreciate it. Imagine because, if he had played for some of the, the big market teams. Like exactly. The but he, or the Red Sox. But he, he started with when the Braves were in Milwaukee. Exactly. So it's crazy to think about what he did. I mean, in a small market team and how big he became. Yeah. But could you imagine the legacy that he would have left behind if he was a Yankee or a Red Sox player? Oh, it's, it's, it, it, but it's unreal. Even Atlanta. Atlanta now is one of those big market teams. Then, back in the, in the 70s and the 80s, yeah, they weren't then. They were nothing. If you didn't, if you weren't from the Northeast or out West, like the Dodgers, no, nobody cared. You were just another, you just another team. But with Hank Aaron, it, I, I get right. There was this uh, book I had when I was little. It was uh, basically the best broadcast of all time. His was one of them. His was the one that I. With, that we played here today with Vince Scully is the one that played over and over and over again. That one at Kirk Gibson's home run. And which I believe again was Vince Scully. So that goes to show you how, I, how popular I don't Vince believe was. what I just saw. Yeah. And I am sure that, that that's Efren's boy there or guy there. Hank Aaron definitely was one of those guys that transcended the, the baseball business, baseball business, the baseball world. And world in general it's just hard to put it into perspective that the night that he broke the record he was getting death threats and not only that but i mean people threatening to do stuff to his family and things like yeah. that I mean, that's that's shit that he had to live through and and to persevere through all that mess and he did and that just i mean that makes him even better it's just under looking at it now and he was even quoted when he got to the like the 20th anniversary or something of the of hitting the five or excuse me, the seven fifteen, he was saying how much that he did didn't like the game because time and time again, it would bring back. Now he's seeing, seeing it on the outside looking in where then it was just, he was on the inside and he's like, it, it tore everybody apart, tore my family apart. Um, it, it freaked out. It, it basically took a chunk out of my heart that I loved the game. And you even see that now. With baseball, you can honestly, you could probably see it with any sport uh, and, it's, and professional wrestling in, as well. Oh, I'm sure. Yep. But rest in peace, Hank Aaron, 86 years old. 2020 was bad for a lot of people. 2021 started off bad. But Christ, man, if you're a baseball fan, we lost a lot of Hall of Famers already. A lot. And we had, you know, we had Hank Aaron today, Tom Seaver. We had. Uh, yeah, the, he Don was the other day too. Yeah, Don or Don Sutton, excuse me. Uh, we had Whitey Ford. I know, I know, I'm forgetting one, but I think we're getting to that. I had a discussion with my wife, but we're getting to that point now, where a lot of the people that we started watching, you know, baseball, football, whatever, the guys that we started watching are going to start passing away. It's like, holy Christ! Am I? I don't know if we're getting that old, Dave, or you know, just they're. They're getting older too, obviously. <laughs> I think we're all getting old. It is what it is. But one thing 
that isn't getting old is the opening contest. So let's go up to the ring with Mr. Rich Palladino. Ringside Rant fans, it is now time for RJ and Dave to throw down their opinions on what's hot around the world of professional wrestling, sports, and pop culture, and is scheduled for a 10-minute time limit. It's the opening contest. Thanks, Mr. Rich Palladino, for that great introduction. So, this past week, the AEW video game came out. It's starting to see a little bit of the light of it, Dave. I don't know how, how to take this because it looks good, but in other aspects, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really do it for me. I don't know if you've seen out any of the information on it. I haven't played a wrestling video game, and I couldn't tell you how long. I understand how people get excited over them, but the people that buy them every year, it's like the same thing over and over and over again. So how often do you really need to buy one? I'll check it out. I haven't seen a single second of anything in regards to it other than what you and I have discussed. I would like to at least try it because it's new company, new guys, something different. But, I mean, can it ever really top Raw is War for Super Nintendo back in the day? Because that's one of the greatest games of all time. Well, you can even go, I think it was with the Royal Rumble for Sega Genesis 2. It was just, that's when wrestling games are cool, man. That, they were the, basically the same game. Yeah. Just different guys, and then they added a bucket and a chair, I think, for Raw. But, yeah, I used to play Royal Rumble on Super Nintendo all the time and Raw. And I bet we never owned the game. Well, I own it now, but we never truly owned the game. But we went and rented it every Friday night from Red Rabbit Video right by my house in Tampa. And I bet my parents paid for that game about six times over with how many, how many times we rented that damn thing. I mean, it was the same thing for like me and my brother. There's three years difference between me and my middle brother. And that's, we did the same thing. It was network video outside of Buffalo. And we'd go there, we'd get the, we get, we're allowed one video game on one uh, VHS tape. We, we, we literally, that was our pop, most popular one. That one and uh, Turtles in Time, Ninja Turtles. We always rented, rented Raw. And then my parents didn't care. We, I mean, we'd go up there and you could get five, six movies or whatever at a time. My little sister would get something. My brother and I would usually get a couple movies. We'd get a video game and then my parents would get a movie. And every Friday, that's what we did. No clue why we never just went and bought the game. <laughs> well, it was, well, you thought it was cheaper to, you know, you didn't have to go out and, uh, and get it. I didn't have to pay for it, so I didn't care. Well, there you go. Uh, but... Kenny Omega, the executive vice president of AEW All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, one of the many. Oh, you're right. Says that there won't be included a GM mode for this game, which I I, I don't know what that means. Basically, you create your own roster. You book your own card. You do this, you do that. So I pretty much from what I've red and what i'm taking away from it is you basically you're gonna throw you know throw it to the wind and see what happens well that's always something they can add in the future if they want spice up the game a little bit different when they when 2022 or 23 rolls around whatever year it comes out yeah well i I think they're still trying to figure out what they want and they said okay it's gonna be featured uh, campaign of a multiplayer create a wrestler and various other uh, unusual modes. 
which I think they're just trying to be non sim not similar to WWE, which I get. But at the same time, it's like, come on, you got to Something's got to work that they're doing if they're keep on putting out these great games. Yeah, we'll see. I, I like I said, I haven't played a wrestling video game, and I couldn't tell you. I don't think I got one of the WWE ones free on Xbox whatever the xbox thing you pay for and get like free games every month or whatever but to this day it's downloaded to my xbox one but i've never even played a second of it so i couldn't tell you anything about it well i think the one that i ended up getting was on the original playstation after the fact was uh wwe here comes the pain with brock lesnar on the cover one of the i used to play one of the smackdown games back in like 2000 but other than that nothing yeah, that's a, I think that's so right when I got back into the video game uh, world, uh, my dad ended up getting a place and I went over to his house a couple times or whatever, for whatever reason, uh, after my parents split up and played that thing until that this, till the disc didn't work pretty much. And just to look at the graphics then and look at the graphics now, just unreal. Uh, see, I was never a big video game guy. I'm, I'm ADD is all get out. So I, I can play for a little while and then squirrel, you know, I got to go do something else. <laughs> oh, shiny so. red ball. But the, Kenny Omega did mention that they're aiming for a 2021 release. I don't, it's going to be difficult to do that. It probably obviously be more towards the end of the year. I'm assuming more, if they really want to start getting the, uh, the revenue, start putting it out. Uh, I would assume November time. If not, if there's fall. if there's any wrestling game that I'm interested in, it's like that new Fire Pro wrestling game with Nick Aldis on it. It was they used to run the commercials every week during NWA oh, Power. Oh, uh, that's the uh, one that I'm interested. The retro in one, yeah. Oh, retro, retro Mania, Retro Mania. Because yeah, that's the one I want to play. Oh, me too. I, and good friend of the show, Josh Chernoff, is uh, the voice of the of the game. He's a ring announcer. Yeah, so I mean, that's something that I'll go get. But other than that, nah, because that's on all the consoles, right? It's on Xbox. I think so. I think it's supposed to be for all of them. I would assume. I I mean, I I, don't have like the new Xbox or the new PlayStation. I'll get one eventually, but it's nothing (laughs) I'm rushing out to. Like all these people are losing sleep over having to go get this new PlayStation Five and Xbox X or whatever it's called. Right. I couldn't care less. I'll get one someday. I got like I think I got like a PS4 or PS3 or something. I don't. I, I don't play it enough to really get it upgraded or whatever well, my wife will complain my wife will complain you know i'm like oh i want to go get a video game i want to do this she goes well i don't know why you want a video game you never play the moment that i ever turn on the xbox oh my god why you turn on a video game i want to watch tv you know so it's always you can never really figure out what what you're doing right or wrong well and you can never really make any make 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 the wives happy if mama ain't happy ain't nobody happy just remember Speaking yeah, right. of the devil, here she comes. And here she comes running. I, I didn't say anything, I swear. She probably can't hear her, right? She can hear me. She can't hear you. Well, lucky her. <laughs> <laughs> first first running, why not? So, but yeah, I just, I want them to be a little bit different, but I still want them to be a little bit of the same because WWE obviously did it the right way. Look at this guy over here. You guys aren't seeing this video. What the hell? He's blowing on stuff over here. I see smoke rising up. I'm thinking his the, pants the are on wife, fire. The wife just made me a nice plate of Brunswick stew. Oh, so good. Oh, God. And cornbread. 
I'm jealous. I got me. Like I said, we may live in the Midwest, <laughs> but I'm Southern boy. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, I, the retromania is definitely on the top of the, uh, top of the list there. I'll be interested to see this AEW, uh, <laughs> AEW game as he's like choking over there. Or it's Ooh, too it's hot. 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 Stu's hot, Dave. Stu's hot. <laughs> it just hot. came out of the Dutch oven. It's hot. Speaking of Dutch oven, I'm sure your wife knows about the Dutch oven, right? Yeah, I tried to Dutch oven her all the time, but it doesn't always work. Yeah, my wife can hold her breath. I Dutch oven myself the other day when I was down here in quarantine. That's how I knew I didn't have COVID. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, but I was sitting there watching something on Plex and sitting in my favorite chair with my big old blanket over top of me, and I let one rip. Good golly, Miss I mean, it was like... It was like five, six minutes later, I get up to go do something and it like hits me when I pick up the blade. Like, holy shit. Like, good Lord, man. You can't be doing that. Hot box you. So the other bit of news that we saw this week was that they released the next three WrestleManias for WWE. Uh, WrestleMania 37, which will be this year, was moved to April 10th and 11th in Tampa, bay florida yeah they're doing another two night event which i yeah. think it needs to be anyway they're going to keep it so damn long it's got to be two nights well right and as of right now it's at raymond james stadium which eh, i don't know i we had this discussion before dave even if they the rumor has it that uh they're allowing twenty five thousand uh, supposed don't don't quote me they're supposedly allowing twenty five thousand fans to be in the stadium, uh, a la similar to what they're doing with the Super Bowl, which I, you said was twenty two thousand, right? Yeah, it's like twenty two thousand is what I read today. The two two night thing can all be you know all well and good, but if the first night's a real stinker, nobody's showing up the ne- next night. I can tell you that much. At least I'm not, anyways. You know, if you're having a Saturday night show, you might not want to put your best stuff forward <laughs> right off the it bat. It won't matter. I bet you they sell different tickets to it. For one, I mean, I you can get packages or whatever, but people are going to go. It's not going to matter. It's yeah. WrestleMania. They're all yeah. going to show up anyway. But it would be it in... sucks or not. Well, Some right. WrestleManias are great. Some of them are ass, but people still go. But it'd be interesting to see what they do if they do something similar to the Super Bowl, where they allow a certain amount of fans in. Well, uh, they said they have. I mean, Florida's open for business, so. And I know as of today, I heard on the radio coming back in when I, after I was listening to Sports Talk that the governor here in New York, Governor Cuomo, actually instituted a uh, reopening, I guess you could say, of the high school athletics starting as of the end of the month. So there's light at the end of the tunnel, I think. We'll see. Yeah, wait and see. But the next uh, two years, like I said, 37 is going to be in Tampa. 38 will make its uh, way down to Arlington, Texas. Yeah, it'll be at Dallas Stadium. So we'll be at Dallas Stadium again because I believe this will be the second time it was there, right? Yeah, they had it there in like 16, 15 or 16, something yeah. uh, 16. Yeah, so that'll take place so on April. Be, that was five years ago now, so it'll be six years between. That was yeah. when uh, they had it there when Roman Reigns beat oh. Triple H. Oh, that's right, for the title. Yeah. So that's going to take place uh, April 3rd of 2022. And then finally, WrestleMania will go Hollywood once again and head back to L.A. for WrestleMania 39 on April 2nd. 
That's where it's supposed to be this year. 2023. But I think they're still, it's nice to see that they're making good with Tampa because they pretty much got the shaft like we talked about last week. They're not <laughs> making good with Tampa. I really hope that WrestleMania 40 or whatever is back in Tampa. Tampa needs a full-blown fan-attended WrestleMania because they've, they've missed out on two. Well, I, but I think they're really going to go once they get whenever it may and be. They're, I mean, they're, they're staying in Tampa right now. St. Pete, anyway. Yeah. With the Thunderdome. So the city's being good to them, letting them do stuff. They might as well just do it, be done with it. Well, and, and, and Tampa Bay, I think, too, as well, is one of those uh, destinations, cities, whatever you want to call them, as far as wrestling goes, that they're going to go back to again. Just like in LA, just like in San Francisco, uh, as far as the outdoor. I still, I'm, I've wanted them to see them go back indoors, go to like your Rosemonts, go back to your Madison Square Gardens. Not for WrestleMania. It's too big now. You think so? You don't think they'll ever go back inside? No. Well, I mean, they'll be inside at some of these bigger, oh, indoor bigger stadiums. Like, like Staples Center or something? No. Staples Center, that's too small. Like if they really? do it in Minneapolis. I thought like, that Staples. Like to- I'd like to see him do it in Minneapolis. Oh, at the new football, uh, the Vikings. Oh, yeah, I've there. been there. I've been to a game there. It's freaking incredible. But I think the L.A. one, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that because I know they have that, it was at NRG Stadium. The, uh, That's or is that the, Vegas? Yeah, the NRG Stadium's in L.A. Is that L.A.? Okay, I, I'm sticking the uh, Raiders one. Is The in, Raiders uh, is Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant, that's what it and is. And it's okay. going to be there. I, it'll be there probably the year after this L.A. or the L.A. one, I guess. 24? Like 40 or something, that's going to be in like Vegas. They haven't had one there since WrestleMania 9. And that went well, that went so well. <laughs> and the concept was cool. Just at that time, WWF just wasn't that great. I mean, it is what it is. Well, that product wasn't that good. That You can't really. No, I mean, that was that kiddie shit with. You had Doink the Clown and two Doinks versus Crush. You know, you had. They, they brought in Hogan. One one Hogan doink. and Hogan and Brutus fought Money Inc. Yeah. You know you had Giant Gonzalez and Undertaker, so there was there weren't a lot of good matches on that card. Well, I had a discussion with somebody about it the other day about WrestleMania Nine, and I told them that the probably the better match on that card was the Head Shrinkers versus and the Steiners. Steiners. Yes, was, was one of the, the better thing. was yeah. one of the better match. It's not the best match because I can't really think off the top of my head. Unless you want to do to talk on Shawn Michaels wasn't bad either though because that was contest. a that was a curtain jerker that was the first one out but, right but it ended in a bullshit so but it'll be interesting to see how I really want them to go inside maybe it's the old school wrestling fan in me that truly really wants them to see you start running these stadium these uh, arenas again but I, I agree with you in that aspect but and that's what you have all the other stuff for WrestleMania belongs in front of as many freaking people as you can get. So if you can get 80, 90, 100,000 people, that's what you put it in front of. It's yeah, no, it's I now equivalent to the Super Bowl in terms of how big the arenas need to be or stadiums need to be for it. I guess we'll wait and see with all these newer stadiums that they're coming out with. I'm, I don't surprise that they're doing it, but let's go back up to the ring with Mr. Rich Palladino. It is now time for Rants and Raves. We discussed this a little bit before when we talked about the AEW game. But in my opinion, Super Nintendo is greater than Sega Genesis. Maybe it's just because that's what I grew up on. Uh, I didn't play that much Sega, to be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't play a lot of Sega either. I got one later on 
hell, I even got a Super Nintendo later on. Like I said, video games weren't real big in my house. I had an Atari first <laughs> and foremost, and then we got. But I mean, that was Nintendo was out when we had an Atari. Right. We just we just didn't. I mean, we were outside, so we had an Atari at one point. Then we had a Nintendo. Then that's all I ever had up until high school or whatever. And then I moved to Florida and lived with my dad and stepmom. And I eventually got a, a Sega Genesis. But my little brother had a Super Nintendo. And then eventually I got a, he got a 64. Mm. It is what it is. But I mean, the only game that I ever really loved playing on Sega Genesis was Joe Montana football. So I, I can't really speak on how great everything that was my that was my favorite football game. So that's what yeah. I played. Yeah, because I was always big into the sports games anyways, whether it was because uh, I, I never got a Sega Genesis. I was always all my friends had Segas. I always had the Super Nintendos. I always play with I think it was NHL 93 or 94. Can't remember. What I loved year. NHL 94 on Super Nintendo. Was that? It was awesome. I'm trying. I'm pretty sure it was 94. It was like the red and the blue guy with a red and blue jersey on the cover. I don't know, but I was playing it the other day on my retro pie thing I got. Oh man, I gotta get one of those. Now things. that I got a damn controller that works, so it was it was time to get it going. I wish I knew a guy that could hook me up with one of those. But anyways, regardless, uh, I mean, I can give you the name of a guy that I just bought one for for two hundred and sixty yeah. bucks. Hmm. But it's it's got PlayStation sixty four, all those on it. It's got twenty thousand games on it. Holy crazy! You never get bored. Talk to old Stoner Dell. He's the one that. Set me up with the dude. Oh, good deal. I might have to. Oh, side note. Well, now that you brought Stoner Dale up, I drive for a living. We actually have all the, this is going to get into the weeds. I know it, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> the truck I drove today was truck 420. Ironic. Go. I don't know. Shout Stoner out to Stoner Dale, <laughs> your favorite truck right there. 420. I, and sooner than I knew it, I was done for the day. I don't know what happened. Pretty, like I said before, that was pretty much the 94 game. That one, and I played a lot of the Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time. That was that was by far between that and uh, the NHL game were two of my favorite games ever. I, I had a friend in sixth grade that I spent the night at his house one night, and he was he had moved to North Carolina from Minnesota or somewhere. I don't remember. And he played hockey. He was the only kid I ever knew that played hockey. Spent the night at his house one night, and he had that NHL game, and we played it, and I loved it. But I, I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so it wasn't that big of a deal to me until – and I like I played that game, and then I don't think I ever played it again until I rented it or something years later. And then I played it the other day. I, I just – it got a whim. I'm sitting here in my chair down here, and I got a something, – something hit me like, oh, check out that NHL game's on there, and it was, and I started playing. Mm. So it's – I used to play Blades of Steel. I love Blades of Steel. Yeah, that's that. another good game. Yeah. But because that 94 game, that was, uh, was that the one that had Messier on it as the Rangers? I don't know. I don't watch hockey. Yeah. Okay. For all I've our been, hockey fans, I'm sure I'll go. I've, I've been to three hockey games my whole life. And yeah. wh wh although one of them is game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. Oh, boo hoo. Ah. You know, and I don't even know the rules. So they're blowing whistles and calling stuff. And I don't even know what's, what's icing. I don't even know what that is. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a, one of these days. We'll give uh, Super Dave and I can give you a, uh, a tutorial on hockey. Uh, Super Dave. Or Pondwater, excuse me. Yeah, po I mean, even if he lives in like Arkansas, what does he know about hockey? Well, apparently he's a Dallas fan for whatever. I don't know how the hell he lives in like the South and he's like, uh, was he like, Mrs. oh, yeah, because I was giving him shit because I watched the Lightning, you know, in the once they get to the playoffs, but 
Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm not watching. I'm not, I will not ever watch a hockey game if it's regular season unless I go to the game itself. Actually, as we're talking about it, my savers are on. But anyways, regardless. But yeah, that was not too many. What was the other game? It was a handheld thing. Uh, that was, oh, it was, it's probably about yay big. It was huger than, it was large than hell. It was like a freaking brick. Like a Game Gear or something? Game Gear. That's what it was. That we was had one of those. That was similar to Sega, I think, because that was. I had, a, see, I, lo- I had a Game Boy and I love that thing. Oh, the green and, and had, the black and green one thing? And yeah, but the Nintendo Game Boy. And I had a shit ton of games for that thing and I left it on an airplane. Really? Yeah, stupid me. Now, see, it's, it's funny to see it now because my son's into the uh, Nintendo Switches, the Nintendo Switch, and he's got all these small little games. I'm like, bud, you got to put them somewhere because you're going to lose these damn things. At least when we were playing the Game Boys, the damn things were like a brick. <laughs> there I was losing one. Left it on a plane. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm sure somebody uh, started playing around with it and enjoyed it. Yeah, stewardess took it home to her kid. What is our next topic there, Dave? All right, we got the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend. We've we've discussed it a, a, a little bit on the show a couple times here, but I want final projections. Who do you have winning the Royal Rumble this year? Men or women's, doesn't matter. Pick one and why. I'm going to pick for the women's uh, Royal Rumble. I'm going to pick Bianca Belair. We're starting to see her get a little bit more of a push on, uh, I believe she's SmackDown. She is definitely going to be needing this Royal Rumble win to elevate her her career. We all know what she can do in the ring. She, we all know what she can do on the microphone. She proved that uh, in NXT. She proved that earlier on in, in WWE on the main roster. But I just, I think, one, she deserves it. Because as much like I love Sasha, I love Bailey, I love Char or um, Charlotte, but I think it's I, I'm time. I'm kind of tired of Charlotte. I she's am awesome. Too, in the I ring, love her, but, but still, and she's been pushed down our throat, and I need a break from her right now. Do you think she's gotten like the John Cena or uh, routine yeah. or uh, gimmick there, as far as being pushed down her throat? I think so. And it's just, I mean, she is an excellent worker, but it, there comes a point in time where that stuff drives people away. I think one of the reasons WWE's ratings are down and it's it's kind of down some is because, you know, in the last 10 years, we were pushed so hard with John Cena. And then now we're being pushed so hard with Roman Reigns. At least Roman Reigns is a breath of f- fresh air now with the heel turn because face Roman Reigns was about boring as shit. So I was over it. But I, I am loving... Roman Reigns has a heel. So oh, yeah. we can do that. But they killed it with having Cena never turn heel sucked. He should have gone back to his thug life, thugonomics. That was awesome. But we got the Marine Bull crap with him going out and saluting everybody and wearing fruity pebble color crap. And it just turned a lot of people off. And it was just people were done with it. Well, didn't he try to go back to that? Was it the Royal Rumble when he came back as a surprise entrant? that he tried to re- reclaim that? Or was it during his match with Bray at WrestleMania last year? No, he didn't do anything at the Royal Rumble where he was a surprise entrant. You're talking about that year where he was injured and nobody expected him back? Man, my, that might have been it, too. Yeah, that was the WrestleMania I went to. He won that Rumble, but then they ended up having that match. was It was a triple threat with him, Randy Orton, and Triple H, and it was god-awful. Yeah. 
but it, it was he still had the same gimmick. And by then, I mean, even by then, that was WrestleMania 24. His shit was old by then. He was hotter than fire at WrestleMania 20 when he beat Big Show for the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. And in four years, they had killed it because he had gotten so watered down. He went to Raw. He stopped his rapper type thing and went with the more Marine type based stuff. And it just it killed it all. After his movie, The Marine came out. It sucked. The movie sucked. Mm-hmm. And then his gimmick sucked after that. John Cena was awesome. Awesome as the Doctor of Thugonomic. That's what they needed back. He did bring it back two years ago or a couple years ago at WrestleMania when he beat up Elias in New York. I know I saw but it. That, I, that it. might have yeah. been it, though. That yeah, might have been. That's when he I, brought I, it back for I, that one night or whatever. But I know it was very slim. It wasn't like an extended, uh, extended comeback with that character. But that needs. He needs to be that. But what do you? What's your prediction for the uh, for the Royal Rumble for your pick? I'll go ladies as well. But I'm going Ronda Rousey. So you, think, you think she's coming back? I think she's going to end up coming back. And we're going to see her take on Oscar. Or, so, or no, it'll be Sasha at WrestleMania. Because she'll go to SmackDown. She comes back. I think it's going to be Ronda Rousey. She'll make a surprise entrance and she'll win. Because I, I think they need her for ratings for, for SmackDown. And, and they, they're going to have to bring somebody back. And if they're not going to bring in Rock or Brock Lesnar, I, I think the next obvious choice would have to be ronda rousey well like i said if they're talking about these fans coming in for the tampa uh for at least one of the nights in tampa i would see that uh rock would come back at least that because we we talked about it before that he ain't coming back brock's not coming or, or excuse me rock isn't coming neither back. one of them are coming back to wrestle in front of twenty two thousand people yeah where there could be seventy thousand because they're not going to get they're not going to get 80 90 thousand in tampa stadium it only holds like 67 so especially, yeah, they'll add chairs to the field and stuff like that, but you're still going to lose a lot with all the production. There's not going to be 80,000 people there, but they're still not going to have anywhere near like what we're used to, and people are going to be spaced out. It's going to look stupid. It is what it is. I get that. I guess it's just a wait and see, but definitely looking forward to this Royal Rumble coming up this weekend. So we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully next week we can uh, have some news on that anyways. So our third topic for Rants and Raves this week, what do you think needs to change for the main roster to get their ratings to go up? Uh, you just mentioned Ronda Rousey going to SmackDown. I I think she is the ticket to get those ratings to go up, to at least get it, people you know watching, to get people to tune in. Somebody needs to go to Raw. I don't think SmackDown's hurting as bad as Raw is. I think SmackDown's pretty damn good, but Raw is god-awful. Yeah. And then we, we've had this discussion multiple times now here in my – first couple weeks on ringside rant but it's raw's bad it's bad 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 and it needs to be fixed immediately and the one thing like i've said last week and like i said a week before that get rid of the third hour mm-hmm. raw is too damn long if vince mcmahon thinks three hour pay-per-views are too long and he's been cutting down the time limits on the pay-per-views what in the hell do you think monday night raw is dude it's too damn long. Get rid of it. Nobody wants to sit there and watch three hours of boring-ass wrestling every Monday. Who's got time for it? I sure don't. And apparently a lot of other people don't either because nobody's watching this shit. So it's time to get rid of it. You're starting to see AEW because they got the two hours. They're even talking about, you know, if you talk about a dark or whatever, dark is they dark is a long event. Uh, I've never seen one episode of dark. 
I watch every once in a while, but it's like a good three hours. I should probably watch it. But I mean, AEW, if they were televised and they had a show for three hours and then another show for two hours, it would get watered down really quick. Well, but you, we saw what it did to uh, to WCW. That was for damn sure. I don't. I'd like to see WWF, WWE, NXT. You know, like everything. Be one brand. All the guys, all the girls. You're one brand. Stop having different brands with different shows with different titles and different. It 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 muddies everything. So you have one world champion. You have. One or two mid-card champions. You have a tag team champion. And then you can have the same amount of belts for your women. But we don't need two world champions, a light heavyweight champion, or cruiserweight, whatever they want to call it, then two tag team champions, and two women's champions, and women tag team champions, and a U.S. and Intercontinental. like, And that 24-7 title is stupid. I mean, yeah, our truth is funny with what he does, but that title's dumb as shit. All they did was basically bring back that old hardcore thing and, and redo it, but it doesn't mean anything. It's nothing other than a belt that they can sell and make money on. But well, that's it's, all that's all it's it all is. Got, I mean, but it's it needs to all be back to one brand, one show, one everything. Like AEW is. Don't make Raw something different than SmackDown. Make it all together. That but way still- we're not getting the same shit every week. I but mean, still- how long has Bobby Lashley been feuding with freaking Riddle and Hardy. And I mean, it's all the same over and over and well, over. It's the same crap with retribution too. Exactly. Because they're feuding with the herd. And the I mean, and the whole business. retribution angle could have been good. Oh, definitely. It had, it had legs, but you know, they, they quickly cut off those. But, legs. but I mean, it, it was dead as soon as they put the weird masks on them and gave them those moronic names. It was dead. Dominic Dijakovic doesn't need to be in a freaking mask being named T-Bar. Dude can wrestle his ass <laughs> <Did> off. You, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Did you see his spat online with uh, Sammy Guevara? Yeah, I don't even know what it was about other than I, a, a finishing move or some shit. I don't know either, but it was hilarious, and it got me to pop a little bit. But kudos, guys, kudos. To get those ratings back where they are, to get those view those uh, people to start watching again, they need to do something with Raw. I think SmackDown, don't touch SmackDown. SmackDown is good where it is. But it may also, like you said, have to do something with one brand. But are you still talking? If they do one brand, are you still doing Raw and still doing SmackDown? Well, yeah. I mean, I would still do Raw and SmackDown. I'd still cut Raw down to two hours. Yeah. But I would only do one. I mean, you are... Nobody watches it, but they still have main event. They still do all those other shows too. Well, they had the crew watching any of that crap. Well, they have that 205 live still too. Or they do after SmackDown. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm going to check do. that out tonight just so I can see Priscilla Kelly. Well, it was, it was uh, Evelyn Black too was uh, got signed. Yeah, because they're, they're in the uh, the women's Dusty Rhodes classic. Yeah. But so they, they were, I, but, I definitely will be watching tonight to watch Priscilla Kelly. But they were on, uh, on, uh, crap. What was it? One, uh, they were on AEW. They were wrestled a bunch of times on AEW Dark. Well, they just signed with NXT. An interesting side note before we close and go to the next question Dolph Ziggler's brother, Ryan Nemeth, has a dark match at AEW coming up next week. He, go for it. I'm he surprised is, Dolph Ziggler's still in WWE, to tell you the truth. How long he's, is smart, he's smart, though, man. It's, he knows where the money is. He's he's got a cushy job there, man. I know, but at some point, I'd want to be 
recognized for being great. He will eventually. He may have to leave eventually, but he'll get he'll get no he'll he'll get the notarized or no not notarized <laughs> Notar- notice whatever that too. <laughs> All right, man, man, what's next? All right, one of my biggest gripes with WWE, like we've said here on the show before, their lack of tag team wrestling. Who's your favorite tag team of all time? All time, not current. All time. I got to go with Tully and Arn. My favorite tag team beat them for the titles. Ooh, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll get heat for this. You can hit us up at rings, underscore ringside rant and at Dave in the QC. Who's yours? The Axe and the Smash. Demolition. I, I think growing honestly, like is, we're we're this we're about the same age. Growing up, demolition was demolition was the team, man. It, it, they, obviously, they were like more of like a D and D kind of thing, but hey, hey, whatever works. <laughs> Those dudes were so awesome. I I still remember even when they were with Mr. Fuji and they were heels. I was a fan. I mm-hmm. loved demolition when they went face. It was even better. Just the two of them or all three of them. When they brought crush in. No crush doesn't count. Crush, crush doesn't, doesn't count. count at all. You're talking ax and smash ax and smash. Although, you know, like WrestleMania seven, it was crush and smash ax was gone by then. And I mean, the ones that lost the titles to the hearts SummerSlam the year before was, it was crush <laughs> and smash again, but, Axe and Smash or Demolition? I maybe just because I'm partial to Arn and Tully, but I, I, I like I like Arn and Tully now. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> like going back and watching their stuff now, it's incredible. But yeah. good God, I, I loved the hard hitting action of Demolition and how fast it was. And I don't need to see. I'm a lot of people might like it. I don't need to see a 35 minute wrestling match with swan dives all over the place and bullshit. You didn't get that with Arn and Tully and you, you definitely didn't get that with demolition. But, mm. and, and I think that's, that's one of my issues that I have with wrestling now and some of the stuff that I just can't watch. I don't want to watch Will Ospreay do a bunch of backhand springs and double dips and flips and shit. I want to see people go at it. That's wrestling to me. That's what you got with the wrestlers of the eighties. And that's why I enjoyed that tag team wrestling more. Mm-hmm. Although I will tell you that one of my favorite wrestling matches that I've ever watched was between the Wyatt family and the Usos. Yeah. Boy, they put on some damn good matches. Oh yeah. No, no doubt about that. That was cause they came up at the same time because yeah. you get those guys and then you get the new day. Is much I did not like the new day. I'll be honest. I did not like them when they came when they first came together, came part or uh, came a team. Another team that comes very close to that too for me, because I grew up watching them was uh Edge and Christian. That tag team division in those early 2000s, we've had to talk about it before. Those three teams, they ran that division. I was, and I was a big fan of the Dudleys, big yeah. fan. But you get any 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 tag team during that era. I don't think there's ever, especially in WWE. And going back watching, you know, right now, I'm in January of 2000. I started back at the beginning of Raw and Nitro at one point, and I'm back up to January of 2000. I forgot how much I love Too Cool. Oh, yeah. Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Too Hotty. But they got that crowd going, man. Exactly. The matches weren't always great, 
but good God, those guys, and they they basically were heels, and they just turned when Rikishi came in, and those guys are over like Rover, man. I mean, it's nuts. Right now, watching January, I'm, I just finished Royal Rumble from 2000, mm-hmm. and there's not anybody more over in that company besides The Rock than Too Cool and Rikishi right now. Yeah, because I'm doing about the I'm doing the same thing that you are, but I'm doing uh, I'm doing Nitro now. I'm up to I believe I'm in '96. I got to I believe it was either late October or early November of yep. Nitro, which that was I what I ended up starting to do was started watching Nitro right after Hogan turned back in uh, in uh, Bash of the Beach back at June. In- June of Bash, June or no, July? No, that's July. Bash of the Beach was in July. Is it July? Is no. I was I was supposed to be at that event. I'm still I still hold a grudge with my mother over that. <laughs> I was supposed to be at that damn show when Hulk Hogan turned, and we didn't get to go. We were sitting in Daytona Beach at Grandma's house, and we didn't get to go because that week my little brother stuck his middle finger up at some chick in summer camp, and I I got blamed for it because I taught him how to do it apparently. Such bullshit. You hear that, mama? I should have been there. There's an there's another shirt right there, Dave. I should have been there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but yeah, it's uh you go back and we live these teams, and that's I grew up on watching Raw all the time. Later on, like that 2000s and after, I'm pretty much gonna be going from when like 96 to 2000 for both raw or excuse me, both raw and nitro because that's when I, I didn't really watch that much pre 2000. So I guess we'll wait and I'll see. I'll tell you one thing going around and watching it the second time. The attitude error was not as good as we all remember. No, it's not. It's and I'm like, now I know why my parents didn't want me to watch raw. Well, it's better than what they're putting out now, but it's still, it's not, not by I much mean, other, other than your, DX, your Undertaker, your Stone Cold and Rock. I mean, everything else you had, it was a complete clusterfuck. I will say that the good thing about today's main roster is the roster's deep. Yeah, it is deep. But Nitro, by far, put on a better product. Oh, yeah. Through 96, yeah. 97, 98 than WWE did. Because they pretty much, in my, well, I'm sure we'll get to this on another episode, but Nitro really fell off that when... Tony said, well, that'll put butts in seats. That really started to go downhill after I believe that was 98 when uh when uh Foley won the title on Raw. And it really went downhill from there. And no- nothing against Tony by any means, obviously, because he was told to say that, but people people said, Oh, well, what the hell? Screw this. I'll go to the other show. So. Yeah, and I just the NWO started to drag. I, I think it could have been better if they'd have put less wrestlers in the NWO, but it was it was just gonna happen. All right, Dave. What's our last uh, last topic for this uh, segment? Last topic. I've gotten hit up by a lot of guys about our uh, our hall pass. Did you segment last week? So we're we're gonna we're gonna continue that this week. We're gonna continue the discussion, but this time we're gonna put a little twist to it. Uh oh, I'm scared. It's time for wrestling hall pass, as you call it, hall pass. I just call it wrestling girls. Because <laughs> hall pass means the wife says you can. This says eh, whatever. So it's wrestler hall pass time. 
Okay. Give me yours. I went back and forth because when, when you edited this up this this evening, like oh, I went back and forth. I'm like, do I want to go classic? Do I want to go current? Do I want to go with somebody that's on a certain network? Because I don't know if they're going to hear this, but I don't care. Man, this is going to be tough, man. It really is. You got yours on, at the tip of your tip of your uh, tongue there. It. This was so so hard. You That's can go she said. see, like you, you start talking classic. You're talking the Trish Stratuses, yeah, and the Stacy Keeblers. My good God, Stacy Keebler, David Flair, <laughs> yeah, such crap. <laughs> but I mean, it, where where do you ever draw the line? Wrestling has some of the most gorgeous women in the world in it. It's just one of those things. So a lot of the girls like to look at the guys. A lot of the guys like to look at the girls, and Efren likes to look at the guys. And, and and hey, whatever floats your boat, it's tough, man. But I have right now. I have one that I'm major crushing on, and that's Priscilla Kelly for sure. I also, ever since I lay first laid eyes on Thunder Rosa, that it's it's tough, man. It's really tough. She, and I and I to piggyback off of that, she's just one of because I've talked to her a couple of times for the show, and she could be the nicest person. Her and her husband Brian, Mister Mister Rosa. Uh, could be the nicest people in the world. Uh, very humble, but yeah, they both follow me on Twitter, and I follow both of them, and love interacting with them and supporting yeah. her. And I never even knew she existed until I watched NWA Power, and just the fact that she made it look real. She did a great job. She has a believable character, and it was fun. It was fun to interact with her on Twitter. She, you know, it's 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 harder now. You don't get the kind of interaction with her anymore. Because she's gotten so much more famous since AEW's come out and she's been wrestling in AEW. And her, you know, her follower numbers have gone from 20,000 to 120,000 or what. I mean, because they're up there now. Mm-hmm. But so I, I don't get as many likes of things that I, I used to get likes from her just off, you know, posting pictures of my wife and myself or my kids and things like that. And I mean, my poor kids. They're still waiting on a Thunder Rosa. She was supposed to send them something because they dressed up as her for Halloween. But mm. I just basically told my wife the other day, I was like, I'll just go to her website and I'll buy something here one of these days and just put, you know, to them on it. They'll never know the difference. They don't know the difference. But like, I like supporting her. I know she has a big W contract, you know, and she's trying to hang down there with Mission Pro Wrestling in Texas. And I, and I like to support them any way I can. <laughs> Because they seem like genuinely good people mm-hmm. and that really care about the business, care about the fans. So, I mean, I don't know if I could ever say anything negative about her. And, and it's stuff like that that's like, God, it makes her that much cooler. Mm-hmm. But of all time, I got to go Stacy Keebler. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to, though. But Oh, my. Even like even today. She still looks good today. It's same, oh my same god! With, same with Tori too. Like I don't th- exactly, but I don't think Stacy Keebler gets the recognition that she truly deserves. Oh no, no, she did a lot for the business that most people don't give recognition to and don't. And realize. I will forever curse Eric Bischoff <sighs> for talking her out of Playboy. If you ever hear this, Eric Bischoff, damn you, damn, damn you, you all to hell. <laughs> so why we're talking about that? I actually came up with mine. It, it's. I shouldn't admit to this, but I got, I used to have like a top five list. Then I narrowed it down to three and then I narrowed it down to two and then I narrowed it down to one. My number one 
maybe it's because it's the ac- accent, but Peyton Rice from the Iconics. Oh, yeah. She's up there. And she... Damn you, Sean Spears. I've actually... I, I saw him on his indie, indie circuit when he was doing when he was up here in, outside of Buffalo. I've watched uh, him wrestle in a bar yeah. in Newport Ritchie, Florida. Back when Florida Championship Wrestling literally wrestled in a bar. Yeah. And that's oh, where I, I met that. that's where I met Dusty Rhodes. Oh, baby. But taking a piss next to Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> did, did he put his hand on your ass too? No, like but what was funny is is I'm sitting there at the urinal going, you know, and then this guy walks up beside me and starts going. And you know, it's guy code. You don't sit there and stare at the dude next to you. And I'm just kind of finishing up and you know, like holy shit. And he like looks at me and smiles. I go, You're you're the dream. He goes, Yep. I'm the dream. And now you're sitting here taking a piss with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's going to be the, have it. That's going to be the title for the show. Taking a piss with the dream. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's a fact that, and we, we talked about this last week. We did our celebrity hall passes is I'm all about somebody that you can dress up, take out, but at the same time, you can have a at home home at home night, sit down there with the movie, whatever, you know, sweats, whatever, watch a football game. I, and I think Peyton, Peyton Royce was that type of person too. So all, all. In yeah. Casing. You can't go wrong with that pick. Not at all. Oh no, not at all. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm sure we'll probably get a lot of slack for that. Like we did last week for, <laughs> For the uh, Charisse Theron and uh, oh, I didn't get any slack. I won that argument. Is that what everybody just said? Well, that's what I'm saying. They said doesn't matter what they really said. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, then that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured that was going to happen anyways. But what the hell? Hey, I'm sticking with my pick. I don't. I, care. I got. I got some. Anna Kendrick is cute. Anna Kendrick is cute. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I'm could, sure you- I could pull that in real life. Come on now. What? Anna Kendrick. I'll show her my muscles beyond like Donkey Kong. Oh God. Well, <laughs> I don't think we can segue much off of that very well. So we're just going to, you know, kick it back up to uh, Mr. Rich Palladino. The following contest is scheduled for 10 minutes and revolves around you. It's listener questions. Listen here real quick. It's your boy. It's the champ. It's the buttercream dream, Corey Ryan Forster. Skew! And I'm coming here today on the Ringside Ramp podcast, RJ and Dave, because I want to know who you think has the best powerbomb of all time. Many have used it. Skew! Many have gotten it over. There are different variations. Skew! But who do you think does it the best? Skew! Big thanks. For the buttercream dream himself, for gracing our show, the Ringside Rant, with his presence. Appreciate it, buttercream. So he's uh, he's back in business now. Apparently, he uh, had a little scare there with the ye old virus. Uh, he was out of commission for a couple of days there, and uh, came back negative, which was good. So uh, glad you're uh, feeling better, Corey, and hopefully you'll be back to your old self very very soon. So his question, obviously, we just heard uh, was the best power bomb of all time. Uh, so honestly, I did a lot of research with this because not a lot of people have done a power bomb. Surprisingly, from my research, a lot of people have done a power bomb. Uh, 
But I kind of figured you're going to be doing the two that you sent over to me. So I didn't pick them, even though they're good choices. I went with Kevin Owens just because you get that pop-up power bomb. That's got a lot of freaking momentum, man. Not too many people can really like can do it for one and two. It's one of those devastating moves and not everybody is doing a pop-up power bomb. I like KO's power bomb, I, especially the pop-up power bomb. It was good. I like yeah. it when he does it outside of the ring onto the ring apron. On the apron, yeah. Oh, like he yeah. did to Sammy and uh, Jericho. Yeah. So that's a good one. I had to go with, like I said, if you look back at his early WWF run back in 91, well, 91 he was a face. It wasn't as great. But when Sid Justice turned heel in early 92, on the the, the – Road to WrestleMania, I guess is what you would call it now, but I don't know what they called it then. But after he turned heel on Hogan and he went through his whole phase where he was powerbombing jobbers left and right and putting them on the stretchers, Harvey Whippleman would come in, they'd have the stretcher job. Mm-hmm. He was straight up destroying some dudes. Then you look at Vader and what he did in his early WCW run in the early 90s. Same thing. And then when his run in 95, leading up to his match, so he lost a, or he he did the match with Hulk Hogan at Super Brawl and he powerbombed Hogan, but Hogan kicked out and whatever. And it was, it was a, a swarmy finish there anyway. And then they had leading up to their cage match at bash at the beach. He was destroying people left and right. Again, big van Vader powerbomb dudes. Like he freaking minute. And like, they did something to really piss him off. And then, you know, the last guy that I think about when I think about the power bombs, is the Undertaker with his last ride? That was a great power bomb. The way he would pick him up and then lift him up even higher to slam him down. Uh, you know, Undertaker's another mention. That's holy crap. That's up there. And but then, all in all, it, Vader. I, he just did it with such force. I mean, brute force, and it looked bad. Some like I literally thought, like, good God, he's trying to kill this dude. But he also did it. He could do it. He did it on everybody, though. He didn't. He did not not do it because you're bigger. Yeah, because I could have sworn he did it on uh, on Foley on Cactus in WCW. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he pretty much did it on everybody. Yeah, it just it, the the difference is is it wasn't always his finishing move because he did the Vader bomb off the ropes after mm-hmm. that. But he he straight up folded people in half. <laughs> yeah, like it was nothing. And so I would have to say, the guy with the best power bomb in the business was Vader, and those early to mid nineties. Good Lord almighty. Not the Vader we got in WWF. It wasn't the same thing. No, it wasn't the, but it wasn't the same Vader though. When he was in WCW when even when he did a lot of those matches with We're talking uh, about big van Vader. We're not talking about right. the man they call Vader. Right. Big that, van Vader. Cause that was like early. It was early mid nineties, right? When he was in Speaking WCW. Speaking of which just today, I saw that the Mattel elite legends line series 10 Big Van Vader. Vader with that the, thing is sick looking. With, with, with the elephant thing, right? And the black mask. Yeah. But, he, yeah. but you can do it both, though. I saw the same thing, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. We can do it different head and then Definitely. You the red mask. Definitely. I, I wouldn't sucker. do that. I would do that black mask, though. But that's... Vader could do that for anybody. And, and obviously, with Kevin Owens now, he's still got years ahead of him. And I just hope he does something. It's his unique touch on it. And at this day and age... They don't use the kind of force like like Vader was doing. Well, he yeah, can get away with it, stuff, though. Who's, yeah, who's going to tell him not to? Then. You can't do it now. You can't do that now. 
who who's gonna tell him not to do it? <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to tell him not to do it. I ain't telling him shit. But I think, and I'm glad you brought up the Undertaker's the last ride power bomb is he was it I want to say it was Xavier Woods that got it or so, a smaller dude. And he's like, I don't know. I he, I'm getting he's like six ten. You're going up to seven feet and you're coming down with all this force and stuff. And you can't you can't prepare yourself for trying to get your get your composure before you hit that mat. Yeah, I, I can only imagine just, you know, it's kind of like it, it's not a power bomb, but Razor Ramon used to fold some dudes in half, too, with the old Razor's Edge. Oh, yeah. That thing I can only like. That's How? kind of like a power bomb esque. It's, I mean, yeah, very much so. But yeah, good Lord Almighty, especially with the Razor's Edge, you can really hurt somebody. And even I'm sure Vader did the same. Like you said, folded him up a bunch of times. He got him hurt. It, it 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 was interesting to go back and look at him and see who. And some of them don't even do it as a uh, as a finisher. You know, yeah, we, it wasn't Vader's finisher. No, and it, and I don't even think. Now it's not even Owens anymore because I don't even couldn't even tell you the last time I saw him do it. But well, Owens does the stunner now, doesn't he? Right, he does the stunner for yeah. Austin with Austin. But you can even go back and we'll bring this up too: is Kevin Nash's the jackknife powerbomb, which he almost de- killed Big Show. His wasn't as forceful. Kevin Nash let you go. He didn't. He didn't power. He didn't give you four. He didn't any, take like, you force. to the ground. He, he right. said that like I'd pick you up and I just let you go. But he was, Christ, he's seven foot tall. That, that's yeah, well, the fall I mean, from there is good enough. So is Undertaker. Well, right. I mean, he's what, 6'10", 6'9", 6'10"? Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. He's a big dude. I've met him in real life, and he's fucking massive. I know that much. Undertaker, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's like somebody wrote on Twitter the other day that <laughs> they're talking about Andre the Giant. And how and they're like, oh, guys like the Undertaker's just not that big. When I I met the Undertaker, I I, you know, I had him front row seats at Raw before when he's there, and then I met him at a bowling alley with Crush back in the day. And when I tell you that dude is like three feet wide, he is literally like three feet wide. Yeah, people just don't understand. Like I always thought, oh, these guys aren't that big. There's no way they weigh that much. There's no way they're that tall. They might do a little bit of inflating with some of the smaller guys, mm-hmm. but Undertaker is massive. Like Ahmed Johnson, he wasn't tall as all get out. He was as big as a freaking brick house, man. It was crazy. So it is what it is. You know, another guy that was deceptively big was uh, Edge back in the day. Edge was taller. Yeah. But he put on some weight later in his career, though. He he wasn't, you know, as big as a lot of these guys. He was skinny, skinny when he first started. But, man, he's always been good. But I don't need to see 45-minute matches with him and Randy Orton walking all around an arena. I'll tell you that much. Some people want to see it. Some people don't, but yeah, it's what it is. I'd want to thank Mr. Corey and Ryan Forrester for coming on, submitting that question. Uh, make sure you go over and you follow him where, uh, where we get great podcasts, him, him and uh, Mr. Matt Coon uh, do the, th- I believe it's through the screen door. Go give that a, a listen and go give it a download. Absolutely fantastic. And obviously the well-read uh, redneck uh, comedy podcast there that he does as well. So, Go give them a subscription. You can follow him on the old ye old Twitter gimmick at Corey R. Forrester. Uh, so go give them a follow. He's got some funny stuff out there. It's good. Make sure you follow him. And he does cameo too. So if you want him to cut a promo on your ass, you can do that as well. So go give 
Go check him out on Cameo. Other episodes in the books. And I guess it's my turn this week. I think you went last week, right? You're the winner. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 indeed. As you know, and you can tell by my T-shirt behind me and the hat that I'm wearing, I'm a big, a big Bills fan. Uh, Bills Mafia has been near and dear to my heart. Uh, we saw last weekend that they beat Baltimore two weekends ago as we're as uh, this is airing. Uh, and hopefully, as this is airing, we are on the way to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. The Bucks will be, but your Bills won't. Yeah, is what it is. Hey, the thing is, oh, hey, I got to get but the problem is, oh, that week after the Super Bowl, I told you this. I'm like, I got to work it. I potentially have to work it midnight to 8 a.m. shift. So I may have to just stay up all night long and watch the game. But uh, I quit my job. Yeah, well, I've been there 12 years. I can't really go anywhere else, so <laughs> don't don't have much of an option, my man. <laughs> but Bills Mafia came through last week. We saw when Lamar Jackson went down, uh, they sprang to the uh, GoFundMe and donated a lot of money to his account to his uh, charity, uh, and. I just wanted to just hop on here in this last segment and just say how proud I am of Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia gets a lot of slack, obviously, for going through tables, going Not through slack. They get flack, slack, flack, whatever, potato, flack. potato. Slack is when your pants are loose or something you wear. Slack, flack. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That, that that's not that's not being edited. This is whole thing's not being edited out because I just don't want to do it at the end of the show. Uh, but uh, we always get we we get made fun of. We'll say because we go through tables. We basically beat the crap out of each other ourselves for the for the love of the organization. You get made fun of because y'all act like complete morons before the game even starts. But deep down inside, we all wish shit. I'd have thought of that. Well, exactly. That's the problem. I'm like, all these idiots out here are like, oh, Bill's Mafia sucks. You guys are a bunch of, you know, uh, northern Yankee uh, bastards or something that don't want to that they're not proper fans. Okay. I, I don't get it. But big props. Hopefully this time when this is airing, we're. We're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I realized, I believe, within the last couple of days, that the last time the Bills were in the Super Bowl was... Let me guess. They lost. Oh, oh, spo- spoiler alert? <laughs> oh, man, it I didn't know that. It was 1993, and they lost to the Cowboys. So... Rutgers ar- team. Around the last... T- yeah. Damn Cowboys. Uh, so... 93 was the last time they're in the Super Bowl. I was nine years old. I was about my son's age. Now seeing it, him watch the Bills the same way I did, is it's just mind-blowing. It's eye-opening to see, okay, now I see what my dad, my mom, my, they saw when I was watching the football game, when I was watching uh, the Bills play. Uh, and... It just goes generation to generation to generation. And I never told him, I said, hey, I never said, hey, you have to be a Bills fan. He just did it because that's what I was watching. 
My and kids that, have to be Florida State fans or they got to move the hell out of my house. <laughs> they could just go in a tent in the backyard, right? Nope. Okay, down the road. Uh, but with that being said, I just thrill to be part of Bill's Mafia. There's a few in the, uh, through a few of our uh, listeners that uh, part of Bill's Mafia as well. You know who you are. And uh, I guess you're just jealous because when the the Bills will win, the Bucks will win, and then the Bills will win the Super Bowl and beat the Bucks. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I deep down, deep down, I'll be cheering for the Bills. Well, I had the Bucks losing to the Saints, so I mean, it's all gravy now. Well, see, I still, I still just win, baby. I still got, I see. The thing is, with your pool that you have, I don't even know if I want to play with my heart or play smart because well, if no, i play no, it, we're all so far out now that we got to just start betting on the underdogs yeah but my, my gut says I, I my gut says green bay and kansas city but my heart says tampa bay and buffalo that's the problem <laughs> but I, I i guess by this time next week when we're listening to this when everybody's listening to this one what, what going green to the bay bowl. kansas city super bowl one Super Bowl one and two. One and two. I'm pretty sure it was two. I know Kansas City won number three. Yeah, they beat uh, Minnesota. And I know Green Bay won the first two. But I didn't I didn't know they I know they won what I mean I know they beat Kansas City in one of those games. I'm almost positive. I know well they definitely went to uh it was definitely Super Bowl one that they uh it was Green Bay and Kansas City. Um, but yeah, it's, oh, wait, that's they, a problem. Super Bowl three Oakland. was Super Bowl three was the Jets. Super Bowl two, Super Bowl two was Green Bay and Oakland. So it must've been four that the Chiefs won. Yeah, it had to be then. Cause it was, yeah, yeah they beat Minnesota. Super Bowl yeah, four. cause Minnesota went back to back cause they went three and four then because they were that was the uh purple big bad purple eaters or whatever purple people eaters big but yeah something like that not was, big bad they were purple people eaters purple people eaters whatever. whatever good lord they're not gonna see see what see what he see what dave has to put up with guys see what he has to put up with go bucks let's go bucks well this time Tom brady bring back winston yeah that that'll happen i'll fight no. you no see okay it, <laughs> Well, that being said, we're, I, I want to get your opinion on one thing before we close shop tonight. Do you see what I, I think Watson's going to be going uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be going to uh, to Tampa? I don't see that. You don't think so? You don't think he's, they're going to try to get somebody in the wings to we take got over? Tom for Brady, Brady signed for two more years. Oh, he is? oh, I didn't. Oh, I thought he was only signed for like two years. He signed three years. Oh, he did. Okay, maybe not. I think Watson ends up in Chicago or Miami. Yeah, because I know Jacksonville's got that draft pick, so they'll probably get one of the top uh, top quarterbacks. Jacksonville's going to take Trevor Lawrence. Oh, from Clemson there. Yeah. So, another episode, another great episode. Hopefully, (laughs) it's in the books. Uh, Dave, what uh, what do you got? Anything to end up this week? Support your local uh, independent wrestlers, guys. Go out there, buy some merch, do whatever you can if you can. We're still in dark times here with this pandemic. A lot of money being out 
being lost out there. If you can do anything to help any of these guys out, do it. You know, you follow them on Twitter. Go buy some of their merch if you can. If not, support them on Twitter. Definitely. So he's at Dave in the QC on Twitter. I am at underscore ringside rent on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hit up our merchandise store at ringside rant dot what for apparel dot com. Check everything out there. We got new stuff coming out. Hopefully soon we got to work on some uh, new stuff, but as go over there, check it out. Now you can get our faces just like our man coach. Uh, where are faces on your sh- on your chest? Why not? Bald, because bald's beautiful, Dave. You know, my wife doesn't have a problem with it, so it's all good. The bald part, or wearing you on her chest, and don't answer that because I just regretted saying that. Yeah, I'm gonna be all over her chest here in a few. What? All right, and we're actually gonna stop recording for that episode. So. Uh... <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family to come. Hit us and, up. Hit and, us up on Twitter. We want to know who your wrestling hall pass is. We'll uh, we'll send out a tweet, or I'll send out a tweet, anyways, momentarily to see what uh, see what everybody thinks. Let's do it. it. Why not? Why not? Guy, girl, doesn't matter. We want to hear it. Everybody, tag team. Whatever. We're all inclusive here. We're all inclusive. <laughs> Let's hear it. We love everybody. So with that being said, he's Dave, I'm RJ, and thank you for joining us right here on the Ringside Rant.